gentlemen and welcome to episode 33 of the Caesar show back at it another episode i know i didn't release any content last week but i just wanted to enjoy the finals you know i don't want to have it more i want to have more substance to talk about but uh for those of you guys who are not hip my last week's not last week, the week before that, episode 32, I had my boy Rod Smith up here, and we just chatted about our final prediction, our finals predictions, um, and, you know, we we had some differences, you know, I called a sweep, and I was right with that, and I think he said the Cavs are going to win two to three games, and I told him he was a nut, um, but that was that, and, you know, the finals are over, free agency is about to, you know, start popping, you know, we got, you know, Las Vegas tournament with all these new draft prospects, drafts coming up, so um, it feels like back in the past like the NBA once the finals were over no one really paid attention like that but now I feel like it's more so of an ongoing thing and that's what I love about it so I'm happy to always release content to you guys so uh, without further ado we got my boy Manny back on here he was in a couple episodes back he's back here again you know what I'm saying you know I actually ran to him in the gym the other day you know I, I broke my hand my right hand uh, so I just started going back to the gym <laughs> I saw my homie and uh, we were chatting up I think the last time I saw him we were just talking about like the downfall of Houston and whatnot, but we ain't gonna get into that. Uh, but without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Manny Fresh. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Hey, C, thank you for having me back, man. It's a pleasure, man. Oh, man, yeah, I'm excited, man. You know, there's a there's a there's a there's a couple of people you know I I can chat basketball with and 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 you know they'll have their opinions, but you know there's a few that I respect and yours is one that I respect. So without further ado, let's get into the hot topics of today. So like I said, episode 32, we we're talking about the finals um, predictions, and you know your boy was right, so I won eighty dollars. So that's that's pretty that's pretty cool, you know what I'm saying? So that's easy. That's, easy. <laughs> Probably, that's might be the easiest eighty ever made. Ever, ever made. Like, I, I just knew. I, I, I just knew. Um, but, you know, even though it was a sweep, I'd say it was relatively competitive considering it was one star against four all-stars. But uh, there's just a lot of things, you know. Shout out to LeBron James. Um, he just proved again why he's the best player of this era at this moment. Uh, you can put, you know a squirrel on his team, and he'll still find a way to get them to the finals, <laughs> They'll get that squirrel and nut, man, somehow, man. <laughs> somehow he'll somehow. get that squirrel and nut. Um, so LeBron, you know, he played well. Uh, there's no there's no shock, no talent. So he played 45 minutes, um, and he almost logged a triple-double. Again, he averaged 34 points per game, 10 assists, and 9 rebounds. Uh, Kevin Love, which I was surprised, actually stepped up from the past two years against the Warriors, and he averaged a double-double 19 and 11, but some key takeaways I saw, first and foremost, uh, you know, um, the Cavs had no depth. Um, we knew that going into the series. I just felt that 
Golden State was too top heavy. Um, they had a better coach, um, just overall better talent. And when you have two MVPs and one third of the Western Conference All Stars, you're really not gonna have no shot. And the fact that the East is the, essentially the JV of the NBA, I knew LeBron was great enough to get past all these teams in the East, but I knew what it was, and it's not taking away nothing from them. You just got to be realistic. So I had a prediction that said if I went with analytics, if I went with my logic, I'm going with the with the Warriors. But uh, my heart wanted to go for Braun. You know, I, 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 it sucks seeing him lose because I feel that. But, you know, things happen for a reason. So uh, key takeaways, no depth. Um, I just felt that the Cavs, although they had the trade, um, I feel like they got more athletic, but they still didn't really have an identity an identity on the defensive end. Um, and like I said, the coaching wasn't there. So uh, when you don't really incorporate defense early on, you're not going to all of a sudden have a switch to flip, you know, especially when you get to the finals, you know, going into the playoffs, they were the worst defensive team in the NBA. So I already knew what it was. Um, and I just knew LeBron just couldn't do it by himself. And I kind of thought to myself, man, I, I don't really, I didn't really think they should have panicked. I think they would have been in a better position to be more competitive if they still had D Wade, uh, Jay Crowder and Derrick Rose. Um, and they all proved they play at a high level in the playoffs actually. So everyone, did good so I think it was too early to panic um but at the end of the day you got to kind of put the blame on LeBron James because at the end of the day he's essentially the GM of that team he forced Kyrie out of there he overpaid Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith um damn near, damn near Kevin Love as well too you know a lot of coaching changes so um although he did play great you got to put the blame on him man uh how do you feel about LeBron's performance in the in the finals man I mean, just overall, this playoff run was probably one of the most silliest things I've ever seen next to Dirk's playoff run. Like, people got to realize, like, Bron's giving us some historic shit consistently. And I think that's the problem. It's so consistent that we don't really give it the credit for what it should be. But, I mean, he did everything he had to do, to really be honest. Like, I mean, we just knew what it was. He wasn't going to win a finals with that team like that. If Kyrie was healthy, I don't even think they go to the finals. Can you agree? Yeah, if Kyrie's healthy, not even with Gordon Hayward. If Kyrie's healthy... They win game seven. They have that closer. They're not going to – they're not – yeah, yeah. I don't even have to explain <laughs> it, man. Kyrie is like that. With the young boys, too, at that. I'm surprised them young boys took them to seven. Hey, yo, shout out to Boston, though. They're going to be a problem for, for years to come. Mm-hmm. Boston's going to be a serious problem. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we know what it was from the past three years ago. Like, this, this Warriors team is just not fair. It's just not fair. Like, KD really stacked the deck. And it's really weird saying that he's a two-time NBA champion. It doesn't even sound right when it comes out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, Bron, that's what you had to go up against with your second-best player being Kevin Love. Yeah, honestly, man. Um, and I think where everything went wrong, there, there, there's a saying, uh, one of my favorite movies, Interstellar. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know about Interstellar, it takes place, uh, you know, in the modern era, sort of, so to speak. And with that movie, essentially, the, there's a big, huge dust bowl, right? And they have to find different ways to uh, seek vegetation. So they send out, you know, mathematicians, these smart people, and they go to different planets to try to, you know, have find a new habitable planet. But one of the things that stuck out is the main character, Matthew Bedell, 
Donahue, his daughter's name is Murphy. Um, and a lot of people used to joke on her and call her Murphy's Law. But Murphy's Law says anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Um, and I think I know you're, or I think I know you, I think I know you know where I'm getting at. Um, J.R. Smith, <laughs> anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Game one. <laughs> There was just a lot of series of unfortunate events happening. Obviously, you know, the refs were a huge blame. Um, you know, a charge that got overturned, no one sees that. I don't think I've ever seen a charge get overturned like that. Um, especially that when especially when LeBron James is the is the NBA. You know what I'm saying? He's the he's the he's the man. You know what I'm saying? He's the face of the NBA. So for them to overturn that, that kind of, you know, rubbed me the wrong way. But what else killed me was George Hill. Went to the free throw line. He made the first free throw. I was like, okay, he's gonna make the second one. But before he even took the second one, you just had a look. You just saw the look in his eyes, and you just like, yo, are you good? Like, homie, looked traumatized. So I, in my head, I'm like, yeah, he seems like he's mentally already shot out. But I mean, besides J.R. Smith, man, we have to blame so many other people too. I mean, as you said, for for starters, blame the ref. That was the most terrible call I might have ever seen in the finals. Out of my 23 years of life, I promise. That was terrible. I've never seen a charge turn into a blocking foul and two extra points. Yeah. Two extra points. Like, that's a big swing, number one. So I blame the refs. Number two, Tyron Lu, your decision-making is terrible. Off rip, Rodney Hood should have been starting over him. Rodney Hood is a way better two-way basketball player than J.R. Smith that can create his own bucket consistently. Why is he not starting? Yeah, he kind of he kind of played too late. He didn't start till game three, and and I forgot how solid he was. I already knew he got he <laughs> he can create on his own. So that would have took a lot of pressure off of LeBron James. Why do you think they didn't play him? Because they just gave J.R. Smith that stupid contract because of Bron. So that kind of made him one of the premier players on that mob. So Tyron Lue felt like he had to start. I don't know. I don't know what kind of false loyalty the Cavs had to J.R. Smith, but that's just terrible decision making. So second, yeah, first blame the refs. Number two, blame Tyron Lue. Number three, George Hill. You had seven points that game. Yo, I'm asking you to make two free throws. Two. <laughs> I'm asking you to make two free throws so we can lock in game one. Bron's like, yo, I did everything else. I literally did everything else. I even guarded your man for you. I just need you to hit two free throws. You couldn't even do that. You missed it well short off the front. <laughs> well short. <laughs> like... Nah, like, just watching it was hysterical, and then it was sad at the same time. It's like, yo, Bron, like, I really feel sorry for you. I don't feel like no one else had to go through this besides AI. Yeah. And then... He gave you 50. He gave you 50 and lost. (laughs) He gave you 50 and lost in overtime. Like, that's absurd. Mind you, it was a flawless game at that. He missed, like, four or five shots. Yeah, but but my question for you is, what do you think J.R. was thinking? Like, being a 14-year vet in the NBA, you should know the score, and you should know if you have a timeout or not. The funny thing is, though, like, I don't think any of us put that past him, though. We know he's good for some geek sh- shit like that. That's why Tyron Lue, that's your decision-making. And after you see him dribbling the ball out, automatically, that's a timeout. Yeah, that's a timeout. And yeah, that's like a quick like, timeout. Yeah like, yeah, like you said, you can you can blame coaching because Tyron Lue should know. He should know that he has one job too, and he's not even in the moment. Even you know LeBron, even yeah. LeBron, smartest IQ I've ever seen. He tried to call a timeout. I seen LeBron try to call a timeout. He tried to call it too late though. He did because he didn't know what Jared Smith was doing. No one did. But I'm saying you still have to have the presence of mind once you know some geek shit's about to go down. Uh-huh. Timeout. Collect yourselves. Draw something up. Try to win the game. Yeah, and then it's crazy because when he caught the ball. 
all five of the Warriors players were clogged up in the paint, and LeBron oh, yeah, was, at was the wide top open. Of the key. Wide open. He was wide open. He was wide if open. If I'm J.R. Smith, there's three things I'm doing. We we already t- said the first one. I'm either gonna I'm a call a timeout, b I'm gonna try to pump fake, go up, get fouled, or c I'm kicking it out to Bron. Bron's right there. Bron's already showed you what he what he's been doing this whole offseason. Two game winners. Like you got to do that. But I'm saying you saw it in his face though. He he said. I thought we were up. Oh, yeah. We saw that. He saw he, that. he definitely said, I thought we were up. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that sucks. And and that made me think, like, once they went Crazy. to the huddle and, and LeBron asked Ty Luth, they started a timeout. Ty Luth said, yeah, like, LeBron just after that looked mentally checked out. And then from there, I just knew Oh, it was no. Over. From there, from right then, over. that very moment, I was like, yo, it's not even going to be, like, a, a competition whatsoever. This is going to be a sweep. Yeah. I knew it right then. I put it on my IG, too. I was like, yeah, this is a sweep. Oh, for sure. Um, it, it, it just sucks. And I feel like as a leader, I understand you put you exert that much energy. This is probably the most efficient game you've had against the best team, essentially one of the best teams of all time. But as a leader, I feel like he set the tone when he relieved, when he, when he, when he went in his bag and uh, he was just leaning back and all that. I feel like he set the tone and everyone followed. And I just feel like they just weren't there anymore uh, for overtime. And I think that just cost him the whole series, among a, a few other things. Nah, for sure. His his body language and his tone definitely set the move for the um, the rest of the finals. To be honest, that was the rest of the finals in the bag. Yeah. Cause you could tell he just had to work way too hard. Like we just knew it wasn't it. And we need to go into the offseason. That's what we need definitely. Oh, we're we going to get there. We're going to get there. But I, I, I just got to vent a little bit about this. So, game one had a, you know, great, you know, game. You know, probably one of the best games I've ever seen him put up. Still lost. And I just felt like through games two through four, although he was giving you some LeBron James type of stats, I just feel like it things the weren't the same. The and same. come to find out when they get swept game four, he has a little brace on his hand, on his, on his shooting hand. No, nah, I, I don't want to hear that though. I don't want to hear that. Now he Kurt, didn't. Now he didn't use it listen. as an excuse. He said he never brought it up because he didn't want his. He didn't want so the Warriors to have now? a mental edge. So why bring it up now? See, uh, so why bring it up now? It's uh, irrelevant. Y'all got swept. Be a man. Take your L. Steve, nah, Stephen Jackson said it best. I just watched it before I came here too. <laughs> that was a punk move. That's that's what little kids do. That's what nah. Be a man. Take your L. Don't blame your hand now. Mind you, Steph Curry been playing on the bum ankle this whole playoffs. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna talk about that shit. So I'm saying that's what it is. You took your L's, take it to the chin like a man. Don't say you. He looked perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. He looked fine. And we all know that. He he was shooting well. He was getting to the rim like he was. Yo, his hand was fine. I don't want to hear any of that. Now Nick Wright and I think even Shannon Sharp they came out with some stats c- compared to what he's been doing this whole season. Games two through four, his stats like dipped a little bit. Um, and I and I I mean I I didn't know. I thought he was just tired, so a lot of shots weren't falling. That could be the case too. But it just felt like those easy little floaters he gets, you know, off the glass. Da da da. I just felt like it didn't. It should have been going in. It really didn't. So, I mean, I don't know, man, because he still had that you know, bounce off the glass and dunk the joint, so. I mean, I don't know. As a player, like, when you when you probably play one of your best games you think you've ever played, and, like, it's not even for yourself. You're, like, genuinely trying to win a basketball game, mm-hmm. and it's still not enough. That's going to mentally check you out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to – you have to be a different type of, like – and that's the point. He doesn't have that Kobe, that MJ mentality. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen them bounce back from games before. People act like MJ didn't have bad games. He had bad games. He had 12 for 42 type games. But I'm saying the bounce back was absurd. Like, and I don't know, like, 
yo, the Warriors really snatched his heart out game one, and it really set the tone for the rest of the series. Yeah. Nah, J.R. Smith snatched his heart. <laughs> but, like, at the end of the day, like, the chances of one player beating two MVPs and yet, and, and two other All-Stars. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was slim to none already. Slim to none. So, I think they said he had like a 1% chance. Yeah. So, Sounds about right. I don't even think... I, I'm not even mad that he lost. I mean, obviously, you know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't pan out well, you know, against the Jordan fans because Jordan's 6-0 and LeBron's now 3-6, and but... The only L I really hold over LeBron is probably when he lost to Dallas. Because when you look at it in 07, he played probably one of the top 10 teams of all time in San Antonio when they swept him. Um, And then when he played against OK, I mean, when he uh, lost to the Spurs again, um, they were just on another level. Like, their shots were clicking. There's no way to stop that. You saw the emergence of Kawhi Leonard. Um, D-Way was a little derailed. Chris Bosh looked lost. The whole team wasn't there. And LeBron still brought I think he still averaged like 28, 8, and 8. Um, and then the Warriors, you got Kyrie going down, Kevin Love going down in the first round with his shoulder. It's him by himself. And then, you know, KD, you know, you add you add KD to a 73-9 and win team, you really don't have no chances. So it kind of sucks. It's unfortunate that he's playing against these super teams now. Um, but I don't really hold that against him, man. Um, just to go to eight straight finals, I think it's amazing. What do you? How do you feel about his legacy? I mean, I just came to this epiphany the other day. And I feel like the greatest player still to ever touch a basketball, it just it's, MJ still holds the crown. Like, and here's here's the biggest thing. Braun has many times in his career to like show us and prove to us how great he is and why he is the best player on the um, basketball court. Talent-wise, I feel like Braun is better than Michael Jordan. Pure talent. He can do everything on the basketball court in guard one through five. But I'm saying finish games, close games. Like, yo, like, that Dallas series was a big ding on his resume. Yeah. Like, if y'all both go to a job, like, say MJ and Michael apply for the same position. <laughs> nah, for real. This is a perfect comparison. They're applying for the same position. Mm. They have many similar accolades. Their GPA is high. Everything's great. But LeBron has a misdemeanor on his, on his resume. Mm-hmm. That's, Dallas was a straight misdemeanor. Like, yo, like, you, you failed miserably. Like, who you going to take? Mm-hmm. And that's the point. When we're comparing greatness, like it gets unfair, but we have to we have to count wins. We have to hold accountable wins. And Braun has many times to actually capture the moment and win games for his teams, and he hasn't done it on, on, on at least two occasions. At least two occasions. I mean, you can argue that, but how often can someone have one of the best coaches around him with the nice triangle system intact, the same core intact, Phil Jackson. He has 11 rings. Le- who's LeBron play with? Mike Brown, David Blatt. Hey, hey, and at the same Eric time... Eric Spolstra. But I'm saying at the same time, like, was it not his decision? It wasn't Yo, decision. in many of his contracts, he had chances just to get up and bounce at any point in time. Because he had that much power when he was in negotiations because everyone wanted him. He could have left at any time. And Kobe said it best. Like, yo, you're too worried about the narrative right now. You just got to get it done. That's just what it is. I felt, yo, when Kobe said that, I felt that shit. Because that's really what it is. Kobe never went up against a team like this, man. Like, he hasn't. Like, come I'm saying on, he hasn't. Bro. Like, he hasn't. On, bro. He hasn't. But I'm saying just being a real nigga and just Kobe seeing it for what it is, he's like, you're too worried about the story right now. You need to find a way to win. I mean, he tried everything he could do. Like, no, honestly, like, he didn't have to go to Cleveland. 
He didn't have to go to Cleveland. He didn't have to, but you know, you, and he didn't have to stay either. He, he could have left he, after this regular season. Well, you as can well. say that too, but you got to take into consideration. You have family. You have kids that are growing up. Kobe had girls. Kobe, Kobe LeBron's kids. Bro, wait, not, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> LeBron's kids right now are at a point where they're playing basketball. So with him, obviously, he wants to win a championship every year, but he has to take into consideration what his family wants to do too. You forget he generates a billion dollars for Cleveland. <laughs> The city of Cleveland, the whole state of Ohio. There's a lot of things he owes. Bro, I understand that. I completely, I'm not disregarding any of that. But I'm saying in terms of being great and just focusing on your craft, you disregard all that shit. It's kind of sad, but they fall lower on your priority list. You can tell when Kobe playing basketball, he's like, I'm going to get home when I get home type shit. But this is my business right now. I got to take care of this. If he really wanted to, he could have took his family anywhere. He just had to go back to Cleveland and give back to his city. That's a story that he wanted. Story that he wanted, and that's the story that's the story that, he wanted, and that's what he's paying. Story that he wanted, for. and that's the story he needed. Um, but I mean, I'm saying I felt it when Kobe said it. You're too worried about the narrative. Just get the job done by any means necessary, and that's really what it is. It doesn't matter where you at. I get mean, it done that's by true, any means but it's necessary. Just, it's just a lot of different angles you can attack with that, though. It's just so much, like... And I'm going to go into this. I'm going to skip right to it because I've been thinking about it the whole time. If Bron's really serious about winning a championship, maybe for the rest of his career, he needs to go to San Antonio. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the offseason, too. But before we even get into that, uh, KD um, got the finals MVP back-to-back uh, -back years. Uh you know, he averaged 29-11-8, shot 96% from the free throw line, 40% from Trey, and 52% field goal percentage. Um, and a lot of people were going crazy over Twitter. They thought that Steph deserved it because I think personally I would have given it to Steph because he played – relatively well three out of the four games but I think why a lot of people or why the voters gave it to KD because game three was that pivotal moment you know um and he he kind of kind of repeated what he did last year when he pulled up from Trey <laughs> and he, he he was just a venom um it, it was crazy so I think the whole series just shifted because when you really look at it if KD was not if KD wasn't on the Warriors the Warriors would be beatable. Like, I think LeBron by himself this year would have beat the Warriors because when you ask Steph to do so much, he 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 kind of goes away from the limelight. But when you have a player like KD who's a luxury at this point, um, he really proved his worth because Clay was struggling in that game. Um, KD, I mean, Steph was struggling in that game. Draymond won't hit no trays. Um, and he was the one that was efficient. So I can see why they gave it to him. Um, do you think he deserved the finals MVP or, or was it Steph? No, I mean, easily, especially after that game, mind you. That was a game that KD played exponentially well, and that was Curry's worst game. Curry had nine points. I believe KD had, like, 42. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, especially, like, for the clincher, like, that was the clinch game. And he ended, yo, he ended him the same way from deeper. So I'm saying just seeing that for what it was, you could tell he was the most valuable player for the Golden State Warriors to win this, to win the championship, mm -hmm. bar none. And even his worst game was game one. He had like twenty six points. Yeah. So I'm saying when you see that, you just you just have to give it to him. And it just makes me think, you know, even before we before we even get into LeBron's free agency, Palooza, um, a lot of a lot of people like respect Katie's game, but a lot of people still haven't found a way to get over him deciding to join the Warriors. Do you think that Katie's so great that 
he should go out and prove to, you know, the the naysayers that he can get it done with, you know, the lack of talent? I mean, he should. I don't see why he wouldn't. Like, I mean, going to Golden State already was a cop-out. You're up 3-1 against these dudes. Like, show how, show how great you really are. Like, I, I can't compare him to Braun. Like, as I said earlier, it just sounds weird calling him a two-time NBA champion. Because I don't feel like you truly earned it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like he really, truly earned it. Like, and I feel like if he went to another team and was able to show people he could do that, Oh, yeah, you get a lot more respect, and his name will definitely be get called up there with the greats. For sure. It, it just, it's still a little surreal. He has two rings, but you can't even be mad. Homie was on a beam. Oh, yeah, he, he was on one. <laughs> he played great. I mean, I still love KD. Obviously, I feel some type of way about the decision, but he did what he had to do. But that's the thing about basketball, too. Like, what's what makes moments great is, like, balling under that pressure, and I don't feel like KD ever had that. Like, it was a luxury 40. It's not even like he had to do that sometimes. He just did it because he could and because he, mm-hmm. he's that good. But it's not like he even had to. Like, he has no pressure on him when he's playing basketball as opposed to Braun where it's all or nothing for his city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely would like to see KD try a different option to see if he can handle it by himself. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, you know, their GM, Bob Myers, basically said he's earned the right and basically named the price for his contract. So that's kind of lit. You know what I'm saying? If I'm Katie, I'm taking that max, boy. <laughs> the the Dr. Evil joint, $1 billion. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, man. Uh, do you think the Warriors are going to last, you know, a long time together? I heard the other day, actually, that they tried to offer uh, Draymond an extension, and he denied that because since he was Defensive Player of the Year, he's eligible for a Super Max. Do you even think Draymond Green is worth the Super Max? No. Hell no. Draymond, Super if you ever hear this, you my boy, you know, you grit and grind, but I don't think he's worth the Super Max, though. I just want him to see... I want to see Draymond do what he do anywhere else. With consistency and at that level. Like, yo, the way... The way Draymond plays, he's either pushing the break, cleaning up boards, or he's driving to the lane because the defense has already shifted. So he's driving to the lane wide open. Mind you, he'll never take a mid-range jump shot. Mm -hmm. I don't think I can count on one hand how many mid-range jump shots he's ever taken. So he's either going all the way or throwing that silly little lob pass that JaVale McGee's going to get because his wingspan's damn near 7'6". He's going to catch that shit and just put it down. Those are the only plays he's getting the whole game on repeat. Yeah. I mean, with Draymond, I think there's – I definitely see where they say with system players. So, I think he is a system player. So, I think he'll only thrive with a good coach and a good system. So, like a Boston or like a San Antonio or like even a Utah or like a Miami Heat. I think those are like the only places where I see him thrive. I mean, he's both for denying that extension. I mean, sh- shout out to you. I mean, I feel like I guess you know your worth. But he's both for not taking that extension. I mean, yeah, I mean, without him, you can say – you can argue without him, they're not winning. I mean, you could. You could you, you could definitely make that argument. Because, mind you, I think it was two finals ago, even though they lost in 2016, he had like 34 30 points. He had triple-double yeah, that <laughs> yeah. last game. So I'm saying he had, he had you, has you moments. You probably going to win our finals MVP if they won. But at the same time, it's just like he is a product of that system, and I feel like we all know that. Mm-hmm. I don't think Draymond is Draymond anywhere else. I don't even know if Draymond's a true all-star anybody else. Now, I say he's an all-star, but I feel like this year he shouldn't have got an all-star. Now, I mean, he is, he's gotten an all-star before, and he's proven that he is an all-star. But I'm saying from now, if you picked any other team, 
I don't think you get into the oh, All-Star Oh, so you say if he went to another team, he wouldn't be an All-Star. Oh, no. Oh, I agree. No. I I, I agree. Unless he's look like Coach Prop or something. I, I, I agree, definitely. Now, do you think Draymond is replaceable? Because there's no one really like him out there. I mean, actually, there kind of is. Like, Who? Yo, there's starting to be fours that just grab it and go now. Like, he's kind of burnt. Like, two players on the Lakers are kind of doing similar shit to what, what he's doing. What four can grab it and go and switch on all Kyle positions? Kyle Kuzma. He's a product of that. He's a he's a baby version can of Draymond. Kyle, can, Kyle, can Kyle Kuzma guard one through five? At that rate, I'm I'm not saying he can at that rate. And then honestly, Draymond's on ball defense is not that great. It's the off ball shit he does that's fantastic. Mm. But his on ball defense is not stellar. Like he gets toasted by every guard in the league off the switch. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't get toasted by any other guard? Everyone's just too talented. Unless it's Tristan Thompson in the finals for some reason he wants to check Curry. He'd be feeling good when he gets that matchup. Ah, uh, Tristan. <laughs> That's another discussion for another day, though. Another discussion for another day. He got his own set of problems out there. Tristan Kardashian. Tristan Kardashian. <laughs> um, but, you know, let's get into it. NBA free agency equals NBA free agency featuring LeBron James. Um, so LeBron James has a couple of options to go to. You heard and what I said, man. <laughs> Skip the bullshit, oh, man. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. So there's a couple of destinations where we think he may go and where his outside sources have been saying he's going to talk to. Uh, one being the Lakers, one being Houston, one being Philly, one being Boston, one being San Antonio. My Spurs go, Spurs go. So let's just go down the line. I know you said San Antonio would be the smartest decision. Uh, but you know, with the Lakers, you got one. You got young talent over there. You have the ability to not only sign LeBron James, you can sign another player like a Paul George. You have Magic Johnson, who will essentially listen to whatever LeBron says. So whatever he wants, whatever moves he needs to be made, Magic Johnson will get that done. Um, and you know, Los Angeles is where a lot of his, you know business is at you know he's gonna get even more endorsements um there's rumors that his son is already enrolled into a high school in la uh so it seems like it's perfectly set up he has a home over there so it's just a lot of more opportunity and a lot of people just say if he were to go to la um that would just make his legacy his narrative even better because he would be one of the only players that goes from team to team and wins a chip um do you think the lakers would be a good option um just talk about that a little bit I mean, Kobe said it best. If he went to L.A., it would be for the narrative. It wouldn't really be about winning right now. I mean, the Lakers are going to be good in the future, but we got to realize how old LeBron is right now. 33. So you, he's healthy, so I'm going to give him an exception. He has like three to four more years of prime basketball. He's like the equivalent to Tom Brady for a quarterback. Yeah, not for <laughs> real, for real. But I'm saying he has like three to four more years of prime basketball. And that's scary. So, when you really think about it, basically I'm saying you have four times to win meaningful championships. Yeah. You have four more chances. So, going to L.A., that wouldn't, that wouldn't be it unless you picked up two major all-stars and, like, three more shooters to bat. Like, that's like, I don't know. But that's we can a big argue, roll of dice. even though they got swept, they still played two and a half competitive games against the Warriors with no real talent. So... If he does go to L.A. and he brings, like, a Paul George with him, um, maybe they can get another free agent. And LeBron's great enough. I know he's been in the East, but I feel like he's great enough to at least get you in the West to the conference finals. Why not bet house money? He feels like he's the best player. All he needs is a good amount of talent, and he's good to go. So how you feel about that? <sighs> See. <laughs> Yo, think of anybody you can put on that mob right now in the Lakers. Are they still better than Golden State? No. 
So what are we really saying? And I think Braun knows that too. So I'm saying if he did that, once again, it would be for the narrative. It would be for his family. It would be for Showtime Lakers basketball. It wouldn't be for the sole purpose of winning championships. Now, there is a theory that the Lakers would trade Kuzma and Lonzo for Kawhi Leonard. Still sign Paul George and LeBron James. Now, in a in a perfect world, if that were to happen, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, that's scary. That's true. I mean, that's when it gets really scary. Yeah, <laughs> not nah, for real. And if Kawhi's the same Kawhi he was before this injury, I mean, that's what makes... I think Braun needs to really play with Kawhi and just be coached. That's really we'll, all we'll it is. We'll get into that. We'll get into I want to say really the best for last. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I think I think if he goes to the Lakers, it's more so of a business move. And, and like you said, I truly believe um, even if he gets a Paul George or like a Boogie Cousins on there, that still won't be enough because I know what Kuzma can do. Uh, I just don't think he's ready. I mean, I don't know. He kind of got that mama juice in him too. But like a player like Lonzo, is his shot there yet? There's just a it's lot not of. You can wait on. Do you really trust Luke Walton yet? Um, is LeBron going to still exert a lot of his minutes in, over there? So there's just a lot of different things um, that will go into effect. But to me, I kind of feel like if he goes to LA, it's kind of like him surrendering, saying I already proved what I had to do, and now it's just you know pat my stats at this point. No, honestly, like, I really don't see any real, true, meaningful winning going on if he goes to L.A. For me, as you said, that's like you putting up the white flag. Mm. So, I mean, we'll see. Then we got your team, the Houston Rockets, you know. Why not, you know. Second best option. F a banana boat, you know what I'm saying. Just instead of, you know, D-Wade and and CP and Melo and, and, and Bron, you got CP and you got Harden. But the thing is, I feel like if they get Bron, they're not going to have Capella. And Capella's a huge, pivotal piece to their puzzle um, because he's a restricted free agent. And I heard teams like a, a Phoenix Suns may throw him a crazy deal, and they have to match that. You still got Ryan Anderson's contract they're trying to, you know, get rid of. Um, so they're trying to seek a buyout, too. So it's just a lot of things. I feel like if you do add LeBron James, you lose Houston's identity of what they're known for. Um, and I just feel like we came into the season trying to figure out you have two ball-dominant players in CP3 and James Harden. How is that going to coexist? Well, they proved it, and one philosophy was you rest one in the six-minute mark of the first quarter, you put the other one in at the start of the second quarter. Now, how would that fare with LeBron James? Do you think that could work? Um, It could. I mean, I feel like it's a healthy option, but I think D'Antoni would have to switch up his philosophies just a little bit to make it work. Cause these just straight threes and layups under eight seconds is kind it kind it's it's too out of control. We we've seen Rockets basketball. It can look amazing or it can look really really ugly. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying with Bron being a calculated player as he is, like there might needs to be some slower half court offenses. D'Antonio just really had to switch some things up to make it work. But I think it's possible with all three of their talent they could really make that work. I mean, just going back to the conference finals. Um... If CP3 was there, I truly believe they would have won and got to the finals because I feel like James Harden is not a natural point guard. Um, he doesn't know how to react to what the defense is giving him at times, and I feel like sometimes he relies on his jump shot too much if he's not getting that, um, if he's not getting to the basket, and that kind of takes away from his game. It feels like he's it's easy for him to get mentally like out of the game. Um, so I just feel like uh, I think you can keep the same core with Houston, honestly. Um, they were up 3-2 two 
and CP3 got hurt. Now, the one thing that sucks about CP3 is he's known to be injury prone. So, although we can, you know, lament and wish on what could have been, it's just the reality that sometimes he won't always be there for you. Nah, it's true, man. Harden's, you know, Harden's my favorite player, but he showed me, he showed me time and again when it really matters. Like he's good, he's good for the folding. Like, yeah, it's kind of sad. It, it sucks, but who knows, man? I thought this was their year. Uh, maybe next year we'll see what happens with free agency. Moving on from there, trust the process. You know, that's another option LeBron James has. Uh, you got young talent, you got um, size, athleticism, good defense, a solid coach, um, and I think you know. Uh, Joel Embiid's the second coming of Hakeem the Dream, and I feel like Ben Simmons is a young LeBron, so I feel like uh, if he wants to preserve his body, and we're going to get into that a little bit with San Antonio, if he wants to preserve his body and you know really mold these players and really mold Ben Simmons into the next Bron, um, but kind of like how Kobe was to MJ, I feel like that's how Ben Simmons is going to be. I think that would be great, but the biggest thing I'm concerned about is does that stunt Ben Simmons' growth? Oh, 100%. And what, what happens to the shooting? Is LeBron gonna play off ball and become a and take more and take more threes in his career? No, hundred percent. That was really, it wouldn't be conducive basketball because then you're you're trying to tell LeBron, yo, you have to play different than you ever played your whole career, and a coach that might not even know as much as you. So I don't know how that really makes sense. And then you're telling Ben Simmons to be the baby version of LeBron, but there's two of y'all. No, so the they, lane gets clogged now. Yeah, the lane because Joel and B is already sitting down there. Like it's it's kind of weird. Unless they became all three of them became prolific three point shooters. Like I don't understand how that would work. I now Bron has been getting better every year. James and then uh, Joel and B has proved that he can knock it down, but not consistently yet. So. It just makes you think. Um, I think if they can get LeBron James and re-sign like a J.J. Redick, uh, who knows? Maybe. I think LeBron will probably move to the four, keep Ben Simmons at the one with uh, Covington and J.J. Redick at the two and three. So it could work out. Um, but we'll see. I just I just don't know. The fact that Ben Simmons can't shoot at all makes it not appealing. It's just not. And then on top of that, we have the out, outside locker room stuff going on. You got the GM. <laughs> Making burner accounts out here. He said his wife made a burner. Yeah, like, come he on, knew, man. He knew what was going I mean, once I heard that, I was like, yo, Braun's not going there. They already hurt their free agency chances. He resigned, right? I think he was. I'm pretty sure. Something like that, but it's it's too late now. Your chances of getting anyone meaningful in free agency is kind of done for, like, at least this year. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they may find, like, a, a vet, uh, a veteran shooter or something like that. Like, I would, it would be dope if, like, Clay Thompson ended up going there or, like, a Kawhi wouldn't go. A, Kawhi ended up going there, or like a uh, what's it called? Paul George went to go in there. I think that's what they're missing, just a two way guy that can get his bucket. Because um, obviously Ben Simmons is going to take a while for him to develop his game. Um, so we'll see what's good with that. Um, another team that I think would possibly work out, and I wouldn't even knock it because Danny Ainge is a savage. He don't really care. Uh, he just cares about winning. Is Boston? Now my little theory was, what if he took the Chris Paul route? He opted into his contract and he forced a trade and, you know, probably gave away a couple draft picks um, and gave away Gordon Hayward and probably like a Rozier. How would you like Boston having LeBron James? Um, Kyrie left for a reason. <laughs> so he's not playing with LeBron ever again. I think, like, yeah, 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 let's get that out the way. <laughs> Kyrie's probably never playing with LeBron ever again. And if LeBron does go to Boston, that means Kyrie's not there. 
And there's no really in between about that. But that Boston move, yeah, just, I don't know. I don't, it could work. It could work if you went, but I don't even see it happening. I can't really picture it in my head that actually happening. Who knows, man? Like I said, Danny Ainge would be the one to pull some high stuff like that. So we'll definitely see. Um, last but not least, I know you've been wanting to talk about this, so that's why I saved it last. Um, like you said, if he wants to be in position to win champions, to win a championship for the next four years, the best basketball option is the San Antonio Spurs. You have the best coach in the NBA. I think he's better than Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson's had more talent. Pop has proven he can take people off the downside of their career and make them look decent and just have a slight core and contact intact. If you have Coach Pop mixed with that depth, oh, mixed man. with LeBron James, LeBron James has never had a legendary coach. A lot of a lot of people don't realize that. Like you, like I said, Kobe and MJ had Phil Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Tim Duncan had, you know, Popovich. And the list goes on and on. He's never had a coach like a Greg Popovich. And what the thing about it is LeBron respects the hell out of Coach Pop. Coach Pop loves playing with high IQ players. So if you team up with Kawhi Leonard, who I think if 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 Jordan and, 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 and Kobe had a baby, I think that's Kawhi right there. Barring any injuries, you can argue, well, last year you can argue that he was the second best player, but KD, he, he's got that for now. Kawhi's going to get that back, though. You have a legit... Top three player in Kawhi and LeBron James, and and LeBron James doesn't have to um, play as much minutes. Coach Pop is going to reduce his minutes. He's going to have a certain system set intact, so the role players are going to play at a high level all the time. And if you don't play no defense with Coach Pop, you ain't going to play. So if you combine all those things with that city, with that coach, with that management, I think those are championships. I think they compete with Golden State right away. I mean, here here's what it is. I mean, well, Phil was the Kobe and Mike. That that's what could Pop could be. That like LeBron, mind you, they both think the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying Pop can teach him so much more things that like Bron hasn't even tapped to in his bag now. Because mind you, this is the most skilled Bron's ever been. Ever complete game. Complete. Like he's he's complete. So at this point, you can have him start playing off the ball and just making his decisions in three to four seconds. You can have him playing off the ball. He doesn't have to initiate offense all the time anymore. Yeah. And that gets scary. Because now you have to play everybody. Will he buy into that? Yo, if he's worrying about winning, I don't know why he wouldn't. Do you think there will be ego collision between LaMarcus and Kawhi and LeBron? No, because Kawhi thinks that's his team. But I'm saying they know that, though. Mm -hmm. They know LeBron's the man, especially if he came there. But the point of being in the NBA in the first place was to win. Mm Mm-hmm. Marcus went there. He didn't care who was the man between him or Kawhi. He came there to win. And Kawhi, I'd hope he'd be humble enough to play with someone like that because I don't I know what. I think Kawhi, he's already proven, like, what he can do. He already got a finals MVP, defensive player of the year twice, yeah. you know, second in uh, all, I mean, an MVP voting. So I think he'll buy into it because at the end of the day, he's going to do what he do, lock you up and get buckets on you. So. And not say a word. And he's going to get even more open looks with a LeBron James on his team, vice versa. It would be flawless. Like, if you had the same core, you still kept your old... Yo, because Manu, he plays like 43, 44. Also Vince Carter shit. <laughs> nah, for real. Nah, more, more serious. Like, he yeah. can have an impact. Yeah. So I'm saying, you add, like, two more shooters to that lineup as well, 
Yo, that's a scary team, bro. Why shoots forty percent from three? And Patty Mills just keeps getting better. Like, yo, we keep sleeping on Patty Mills, but every time I turn on the TV for some reason, he has like a twenty ball. Don't forget about Dejounte Murray. That that's my boy. And he's bro. ready. Yeah, he's and he's ready. and they have him starting. Like, that's a deep team. I'm saying that they'd probably be deeper. Like, in matchup wise, they'd be able to be compete and probably be better than the Warriors. That's it. If Bron goes to San Antonio, then I'd be like, yo, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> like like you said, game over. Warriors That's would be it. so shook, dog. That's it. If a bummy Kawhi ankle with that team can be up 20 in the Western Conference Finals, what makes you? Like, like, like Bron would never have to deal with the dumb nonsense he's dealing with right now anymore. It's people to his level of IQ and up. Like, Facts. yo, it would be elite basketball. Yeah. And they would perfect the game again. Like, kids would watch it and they were like, yo... Yo, to win championships now, you have to play solid basketball. The Warriors kind of corrupted the NBA for a little bit. They really did. Yeah. Yeah. Because it had really kids and everyone in the world thinking they can do that when no one can <laughs> shoot at that type of rate. For real. Yeah. So I'm saying, yo, him going to San Antonio would not be just huge for, like, the NBA, just for, like, NBA culture, for real, for real. Man, we need to see this. Like I said, like you said, too, if he really, really, really wants to win a chip, then... He, yeah. You got to go over there, man. No nonsense, bro. So, you know, free agency, I think, kicks in July 1st or 2nd or 3rd. 1st or 4th, I can't remember. So, there's a lot of moves to be made. Um, so, you know, it's a domino effect. It starts with what LeBron James wants to do, and then the rest will fall from there. So, LeBron, if you want these chips, you've always raved about Coach Pop. He's going to keep you in the league for a longer time. <laughs> <laughs> you can play with your son like you say you wanted to or against him. Come to San Antonio, bro. Come to San Antonio, man. Um, you know, other than that, I just want to, you know, give a shout out to Dwayne Casey. You know, he got fired from Toronto, which was which was bad, but you know, he uplifted that city, had him winning, got him to the conference finals twice. As unfortunately, he went up against Bron, uh, but he cemented that he's a pretty damn good coach, and he got a five year uh, five year deal with the uh, Detroit Pistons. Um, you know, I'm just proud of him, and especially, you know, being a black coach, it's kind of hard to get a position up there. So, shout-outs to him. Shout-out to Dwayne Casey, man, doing his thing. Hopefully, he can deal with whatever's going on in Detroit, man, because kind of don't have a lot to work with. But yeah. hopefully, he can make something shake with that team. Andre Drummond, Reggie Jackson, and Blake Griffin, and that's, <laughs> that's not a good combination. The way the league is headed in, that's yeah, no spacing it. at all. <laughs> no shooting whatsoever. Injury proneness with Reggie Jackson and Blake. That's poor man's live city. Ugh, I don't even know if that's poor man's live city. That might be an understatement. <laughs> Sheesh. Hey, still shout out to Wayne Casey, though, shout man. Shout out to Wayne Casey, man. Shout out to Wayne Casey. Um, but, yeah, man, you know, this was episode 33. Manny Fresh, thanks for being on the air. Any last words you want to say? Oh, man, always a pleasure, man. Shout out to you all, man. Shout out to this show, man. Keep it going, man. This shit's fire. Got to keep it going. Got to keep it fire. Got to keep it consistent. Video is going to come. I think I'm going to wait until, you know, training camp comes about so that I can give, you know, some people some new looks at. And I think I think that'll be good. So I'm just going to work on my craft, do what I got to do, keep releasing this content, and, you know, you guys just buy into it. So you can follow me on all forms of social media at Sir Seasus. That's S-I-R-S-E-E-Z-U-S. I'm available on iTunes, Podcast Connect, and SoundCloud. Go check it out. The Seasus Show. I think it's fire. Yeah.